Welcome to another life-changing message. There's definitely a word from the Lord, and I'm excited to share what the Holy Spirit put in my heart. Amen. Concerning victory. Now, the concept of victory through, gate, through, through grace has shifted my life. It has shifted the trajectory of my life. So when Pastor had sent the, the memo out to some of us, and then he said victory, I'm like, okay, God, I definitely know that this is from, from you because the Holy Spirit was just moving and sharing with me, you know, things concerning victory. Amen. So I believe that God has me on an assignment this afternoon. Amen. To shift the minds of people concerning their ideology of victory. Amen. So in this season, I know God just began to share that he wants to change our belief systems that says victory is on the way to I live from victory. Amen. And with the Holy Spirit begin to share with me concerning that, again, he wants to shift the minds, right? Shift our minds from thinking I, um, victory is on the way to I live from victory. And the Holy Spirit said, when you live from victory, something has to already be in existence. Amen. Something has to already be in existence in order for you to receive or live from it. Amen. And that's where we're going to begin to, to, to talk about victory through the lens of grace and abundance, through the lens of grace and faith. Amen. So when you live in from victory, you pull from the abundance of Christ, abiding victory. Somebody say hallelujah. See, in the kingdom, when you live from victory, you cannot lose. Somebody say, all I do is win. <laughs> all I do is win. I believe that DJ Khaled was under an open heaven when he made that song. When you are in the kingdom of God, you never lose. All you do is win. All you can do is win. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's when we look through and we're talking about uh, um, um, victory through the through the lens of grace, right? God just began to point out to me that when you look at when you look at victory from through through the lens of grace, you know that there things have already been in existence, amen. And that's when we begin to see that when you look at scriptures, it says, "I have given you all things pertaining to life and godliness." So, in other words, what that means that you're needing and asking you need for nothing. Everything that you need have already been given to you. You don't need anybody's permission to live victorious. You understand that God has given something to you and you're living from victory. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in other words, what that means, the Holy Spirit will just begin to share with me. So what that means is that you, you have been given victory concerning every area of your life. So in other words, you're not more victorious in your finances than you are in your mind. You're not more victorious, let's just say, in your relationships than you are in school. God has given you all things pertaining to life and godliness. But when you pull from the anointing that allowed you and points you back to, to, to grace, then that's where you can now begin to walk freely and to what God has called you to do. Amen. See, when you live through from victory, when you look live from victory through grace, hallelujah, it allows you know, to know that you are now operating from the finished work of God. Amen. So we pull from that place. We're looking from the finished work of God. So no longer am I looking at my situations as if I cannot do it because everything that I do, all I do is win. 
mind. I, that's the true humility because I'm not pulling from self. I'm pulling from everything that Christ said that I can have. So I got to the point is either that everything in your word is true, God, or nothing at all. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say grace and more grace. Hallelujah. So, so, here's, so here's the other thing. How do you know if you are not walking in victory through, through, through grace? How do you know? And if you have uh, some notes, I want you to jot this down. How do you know if you are not walking in victory through grace? Number one, you are not victorious if you can still see defeat. And, 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 and I'm going to give you some scripture. Don't worry. It's coming right on up. All right. This is like the appetizers. Amen. We ain't even get to the entree yet. Hallelujah. You are not victorious if you can still see defeat. You are not victorious if you can still see pain, hurt, lack, intimidation, or tribulation. Hallelujah. Because through the covenant of grace, this is not your reality. Through grace, through the finished work, this is not your reality. True victory points you back to Christ, knowing that he overcame it all. Somebody say, I receive it, Lord. I receive it. And now what we're going to do, we're going to um, turn with me to the book of John, John 16. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version, John 16, 23. Hallelujah. All I do is win. That's true humility because you're not looking at self, but you're looking at the finished work of God. Hallelujah. John 16, 23, verse 33, the Amplified Version. So I'm beginning at verse 23. And that day, <clears throat> you will not need to ask me about anything. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, as my representative, somebody say victory, he will give to you. So he said, whatever you ask the Father for in my name. This is Jesus talking to his disciples, amen? Whatever it is that you ask the Father in my name as my representative, he will give to you. Until now, you have not asked the Father for anything in my name, but now ask and keep on asking and you, shall, and you will receive so that your joy may be full and complete. Somebody say victory, I have told you these things in figurative language, veiled language in Proverbs, because Jesus wanted to make sure that the disciples actually got it. Amen. The hour is now coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. And that day you will ask in my name, and I am not saying to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf because it will be unnecessary. Somebody say grace. For the Father himself tenderly loves you. Say more grace. Because you have loved me and have believed that I came from the Father. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples says, ah, now, now they get it, right? Ah, now you are speaking plainly to us and not in figures of speech. 
Now we know that you know all things and have no need for anyone, anyone to question you. Because of this, we believe without any doubt that you came from God. Jesus answered them, do you, do you now at last believe? Take careful notice, an hour is coming and has arrived when you will all be scattered, each of his own home, leaving me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. Now here's the verse. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. Somebody say grace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be good, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunting, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished, my victory is abiding. Somebody say victory through grace. Victory through grace. So here it is. He's letting us know as we are in the world, we are going to be faced with trials and situations and so many things are going to come up. And briefly, I'll just share a quick testimony with you. Over the last year, I and some of my family um, um, is here and they probably would not even have, have known. But over the past year, I was dealing with some things concerning my son's health. Amen. And what the, the, what the, the enemy thought that he was going to do, God turned it all around for our good. Because I'm telling you, when the enemy tried to put the plague on my son and make us think that he was dealing with some lung conditions, had us thinking that he was dealing with cystic fibrosis, but I tell you, that very thing that I was presented with, it literally kept me on my face. I said, God, it's either everything in your word is true or none of it at all. And I did not stop. I was fervent in my prayer. I said, God, I understand that your word says, Father, that all that is in the world is stress and tribulation but be of good cheer you have overcome them all so I declare that my son is walking in healing and today about a few months ago I got a phone call from one of the doctors and where they thought that he had cystic fibrosis the doctor called me and said hey is this the mom of Kiafo?" and I said yes she said oh I'm calling you to let you know that we did not find any traits of cystic fibrosis in him but I take no credit from that I pull from the finished work of God somebody say victory Victory through grace. Hallelujah. Here we see Jesus lets us know that he took away the power this world has to defeat us and conquered it all at once. Not some, but all. Not some, but all. And I believe verse 33 compels us to abide in his presence. But yet I believe verse 33 also suggests that not living in victory is a sign of unbelief. Is either all of it is true, guys, or none of it at all. We don't get to pick and choose the part of the Bible that we're going to walk in. It's either all or nothing. Amen. Or or if you're not looking at it, if it's, I also said that it also suggests that not living in victory is a sign of unbelief or an identity crisis. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's a sign of unbelief or an identity crisis because you are not seeing yourself or your situation from the finished work of Christ. Amen. Once you see yourself from the finished work of Christ, then you understand that you, he came so that you may have life and have life more abundantly. 
Amen. Hallelujah. So in other words, I just came to, to let you guys know you don't need anybody's permission to be victorious. We don't need permission to be victorious. Everything that we need, everything that Christ has declared, we have, we just receive it. And that's what grace is. You cannot work for this. All you can do is just receive. You can't work for victory through grace. All you can do is receive it. Amen. And I want to show you something really quick. The moment you allow yourself to believe that living in victory is built on human ability, you have already been defeated. The moment you allow yourself to believe that living in victory is built on human ability, you have already been defeated. See, defeat looks at self, but victory through grace points you back to the identity of the Father. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And just the revelation that the Holy Spirit gave me concerning this, the Holy Spirit told me, the reason why some of us do not identify ourselves with, with being victorious is because we have been overtaken by religious paradigms. We have been overtaken by, uh, by religious paradigm. In other words, being victorious only is evident if I see it. So if I don't see that my life is victorious, then that means that I'm not victorious. But grace is a gift that eradicates any type of works. You cannot work for the to be victorious. You cannot work to be conquerors. All you have to do is just stand in your posture and receive. Amen. So what we what we have done is we have been seduced by religious by religious paradigm. And every time we do something, if it doesn't add up to what we see as being victorious, then we have not been victorious. Somebody said all or nothing. But the kingdom thinking will propel you into a realm that says all I do is win, baby. All I do is win. I can never lose. And every, somebody say this is my winner. Give God thanks. And everything that you do, you give God glory because you are a winner. Somebody say this is my winning season. Hallelujah. And then when we're looking at victory, how the world, because I want to give you guys, um, uh, uh, um, I want to give you, make sure that I laid the foundation so you can see how sometimes the enemy will try to come up against us. So victory through the world's lens. Everything's all right? Amen. <laughs> victory through the world's lens equates to the law. And I'm going to break this down for you. Victory through the world's lens equates to the law. See, victory through the world is what you work for. You work to be victorious in the world. But which is the opposite when you are in the kingdom. Victory through the world's lens is predicated on the work you put in, which is measured against losses, your failures, your deficiencies, and then your triumphs in order to equate whether or not you are victorious. But here's the deal. Here's how the enemy is cunning. Because the minute that you try to look at how much you can do in the world, you will never be enough. You will never be enough. When you try to measure your lens, you measure your capacity of being victorious from the world's lens, you always find yourself like, I need more, God. I need more, God. I need more. Because it's never enough. So what it is, we have a bunch of people who's walking around the spirit of gluttony because all you want to do is just take, 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 take. But you have never received anything. 
But when you walk and live from grace and receive victory through grace, then you understand that you don't work for anything because it's already in existence. Hallelujah. The moment you look at victory measured through your works, you no longer operate and receive from grace. You're now existing and operating through the law. Victory through the law of works breeds curses and is never attainable. It's not attainable. So what you did, you have a false perception of what living victorious looks like. Because here the deal is, when the world tells you this is what being victorious looks like, the minute that it's taken away, you're no longer what? Victorious. When it's taken away from you, you're no longer victorious. And that's the reason why we see in the body of Christ that one minute we have people being very flaky because one minute you're victorious and the next moment you're defeated. So now I don't know if I'm dealing with the defeated person or the victorious person. So which place are you now going to operate from? Say, all I do is win. We ain't playing around with this thing. All we do is win. And I'm going to show you this. So really quick, just turn to Galatians 3 and 10. Should I slow it down a little bit? I'm a teacher by nature, right? So I teach, and, and, and by the way, we got my assistant principal here. Amen. God is good when you can labor with people naturally and spiritually, and I was so excited that she's here, and my mom is here, my sister's here, and my best friend is here, God, everybody here. Amen. Just wanted to point, my mother-in-law is here, so I'm truly excited and glad for what God is doing. However it's done, Lord, just do it, because I invite them all the time, but this day they came, but I'm still praising God. Amen. Let's clap for them. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So Galatians 3 and 10, again, from the amplified version. And I'm going to show you how when you try to pull from works, it now equates to the law. Galatians 3, 10. For all who depend on the law, seeking justification and salvation by obedience to the law and the observance of rituals are under a curse. Somebody say law. For it is written, cursed, condemned to destruction is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law. So as to practice them. So the reason why we pull from, 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 the, from the lens of grace, because you can never, nothing that you can do would ever allow you to be worthy under the law. Amen. You can never be victorious when you're dealing with, um, I'm talking about being under the law. But when you are under a grace covenant, when you are victorious through the lens of grace, then you know that all you do is win. All you do is all that God has given you. He has given you all things. You now that you live abundantly, you live from an abundance place. Last week or the week before, we had Sister Bianca who spoke about living in abundance, talking about what it was, more Enough plus more equals abundance. And what happens is you realize that you just constantly, you're not appreciating the enough part. Amen. So all you're looking at is that I need more. So you're just trying to equate yourself from looking at what's tangible. But when you're operating through grace, hallelujah. When you're operating through grace, you know that you live in abundance. Somebody say, I am victorious. Living from victory through grace requires a third heaven's reality. It requires a third heaven reality. Far above principalities, far above powers, far above, above might. Hallelujah. 
because the feet comes, affliction happens, you sickness and all different things. But when you operate from the covenant of grace, you understand that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Hallelujah. So many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So you are going to go through things, but when you receive from grace, you just rest in it. I ain't trying to be anything. I'm already existing. So you ain't trying to do anything. You already existing. I ain't trying to be anointed. I'm already anointed. It's either all or nothing. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. And hallelujah. See, it is kingdom for you to be an overcomer in every area of your life. We shed light on the enemy. It is kingdom for you to be victorious in every area of your life. But this kingdom principle is manifested once you become aware of heaven's decision concerning you. One more time. It is kingdom for you to be an overcomer in every area of your life. But this kingdom principle is only manifested once you become aware of heaven's decision concerning you. And that is the gift of grace. Hallelujah. The gift of grace. Victory through grace isn't predicated on your work, church. You can't ever, you're not going to be able to receive it. You, you, can't, you can't work for it. Victory through grace isn't predicated on your work. This isn't based on how much time you put in, how much time you prayed, how much time you fasted, how much time you spent in the church, how many um, brooms you done picked up and started sweeping, how many times you came and gave a person a word, how many times you came and just said, God, bless this person indeed. It is not predicated on your words. You, all you do is just receive and rest in grace. So you ever notice that you, even when you, for those of us who go to different ministries, you see people who look all glorious, and then you go to another ministry and everybody look like, uh, uh, I believe, um, Overseer Samuel said they look like they drank sour juice. Bapti there it is, baptized in lime juice. Because they, what it is, when you work from a place of, of self, you're always tired. But when you work from a place of grace, you rest in it. You rest in it. See, when you try to work something, when you try to work from flesh or when you try to work from self, what begins to happen is you start seeing it and it also start manifesting in your health. You start getting stressed. So I just want to just shed light that anytime a person say I'm stressed or I'm overwhelmed, then say rest in his grace. That's evident that a person is not receiving from grace. That's evident that the person is not receiving from grace. You rest in it. So, so I say this as a testimony, I promise you. Here, I, I know that, yes, I come here and pastor is my pastor. He's a dope pastor. He's the best pastor on this side of heaven. Amen. Come on, we could clap for that. But I'm here and laboring with my pastor, not because of pastor, although I do believe in honoring him, I do. 
I do believe that. But what I do is because of the assignment that God gave me. So when I work from that place, if I'm here on Thursday sometimes at 10 o'clock at night and I wake up in the morning, I still feel refreshed because I'm not doing this in my own works. And the minute that I feel as though I can and I'm tired, I might text pastor, I'm not making it tonight. Amen? Because everything I do must be from a place of grace. I receive from it. I pull from it. I draw from it. I drink from it. And then I can go to work the next day, and then I have my assistant principal, yep, I'm going to put her on the spot real quick. And she got tons of stuff for me to do, and I try to walk past the office, and I'm like, wait, she, her door is open. But I realize the reason why she can pull on me like that is because the grace that is on my life. So it's not that, it's not that sometimes I don't feel like, okay, God. But the minute that I begin to feel that way, I begin to shift my perspective. I pull from the anointing. I pull from grace. And the minute that is not there, I can't do it. The minute that is not there, then I no longer can do it. Amen. So, 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 so how to live from victory. And then we're going to wrap this up. How to live from victory. To live a victorious life, you have to understand the covenant of grace, we spoke about that. It requires supernatural intellect and dependency on heaven's reality concerning your life. That means you take no thought of self and depend on the complete work of God. And I believe that there's no coincidence that the father, uh, one of the um, topics that pastor um, wanted to for us to Put on, one of the topics that Pastor asked for us to do was, was for victories because I believe that in this season, God wants to set his people free and knowing that you are not victorious because of anything that you have done. Nothing that you can do could make you uh, um, be victorious. But just existing and receiving is what makes you victorious. And when we're thinking about uh, um, defeat, it, it, it can't, it, it never allows you to feel as though you have enough. Then you find yourself working on one project after the other and one project after the other. You're never satisfied. And then what happens is we have a lot of people who are walking around and they're not sure what they're doing. Because you're looking at victory as it's measured according to the world's lens. But God wants to point us back to the Father. He wants us to He wants to point us back to the finished work of God. Where we 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 come from a place where we can receive as we speak it, but we also receive it, and it's also our portion where we say, "All I do is win." It's a kingdom principle. You can never lose when you have God on your side. Um, the things are going to come up against you. But be of good cheer. The Bible says, I have overcome them all. Defeat is the false identity of a believer. And now watch this, and then I'm going to take my seat. The Holy Spirit said, every area of defeat in your life is an indication that you fell prey to the enemy's devices of mind control. Every area of defeat... Every area of defeat in your life is an indication you have fell prey to the enemy of mind control. 
See, what happens is before things in your life are manifested openly, it is stewed in the spirit realm. Right? Before you see something manifest. So the way you respond to situations is letting you know what's in you. The way I respond to situations is letting me know what's in me. And I bring it back to the situation that I just dealt with concerning my son. And if I have to be very transparent, and it would be times I would come to work and my sister principal, she would go, how is everything? And as she here, every time I would just say, I trust God. I trust God. And the first time I got the phone call, I had a split second, a split second on how I was going to handle that. I didn't have minutes. When the doctor called me and said, hey, we got the test, the test results back the first time, right? After I had to tarry and declare the enemy, no, not, not in this house. But when I got the phone call the first time, and she said, hey, we got the test results back, and this is what it's saying. And I had the phone, I was sitting at work on my desk, and I had the phone to my ears. And at that moment, I had an opportunity in one second on what decision I was going to make. And I, am I going to see this, this situation the way the world see it? Or am I going to have a heaven's reality concerning it? And immediately after I got off the phone with, my, with, the, with the doctor, I spoke with my husband. He was the next person that I called. And I shared with him what the doctor said. And he spoke, and he's definitely a man of faith, and he spoke, and he told me, and I won't forget this. He said, wow, the way, how calm you are. He said something like, I can't believe, like, how calm, not can't believe, but he was like, I applaud you on how calm you are. Because when it comes to your children, those of us who have children, right, when it comes to your children, and I'll speak for self, when it comes to your, my children, it's like a whole different thing. But I knew in that moment that I had one second on whether or not I was going to be victorious or live in defeat. And that very situation changed the tra trajectory over my life. That if it does not align up to the way fa the Father sees me, then I don't receive it. And I find myself seeing God is either all or nothing at all. All or nothing at all. So I just want you to just stand up with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we pull from the anointing. We pull from his grace. Your works will never be able to, um, it, it would never, your works will never um, make you feel as though you can attain the things that you want. You can't work for it. You rest in it. You receive from it. It's either all or nothing. And when you have said that to yourself, now you know that you are no longer looking at victory from the world's lens, but you're looking at it from grace. Grace is a covenant that God has given us that we don't have to work for. All we have to do is receive. So if your life, the blessings of the Lord that are on your life is not provoking you to just be, I want to almost just say cocky with it. 
because you understand who God is in your life, not because of self. Because with God on your side, you can't ever lose. So when you work and understand that in your mind, when the enemy comes up against you, you understand that, God, you have already lifted up a standard. And I can go on and on and on and tell you guys stories, but we're not going to give the enemy any satisfaction. But every moment, everything that I've went through, God worked it out for my good. All things work together for the good. Not some, but all things. See, Nelson Mandela, one of my favorite quotes from Nelson Mandela is, you can't never lose. It's either you learn or you grow. You can't never lose. It's either you learn or you grow. And I'm telling you guys, when God just began to share this with me, it it's shifted my entire life. My son wants to be an inspiring actor. And as a teacher, you looking like, okay, you need this and you need that. I refuse to put that on his life. Because I'm going to teach him that you move and operate from grace. Amen. That nothing that you can do on your own. I'm not teaching him how to have a second plan. I did that. I'm not doing that with my children. You don't need a second plan. You have plan A, and if plan A doesn't work, you create another one. That's what, and that's what grace is. Because you never lose. And when you live from that place, you never lose. All you do is either learn or grow because all things work together for your good. I don't need a plan A, a plan, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. If A doesn't work, I need to create another one. I'll never lose. So if the business is that you started, if it doesn't work out, you will never lose. You either grew from it or you learned something. But when we look at self, it begins to stir up self-righteousness and everything that you do is measured based on how much work that you have done. I can't work for the anointing. All I do is receive. I don't work to be blessed. All I do is receive. I don't work for my healing. All I do is receive. I don't work for my deliverance. All I do is receive. Nothing that I do is ever in my own strength. Nothing that you do should ever be in your own strength. So every time the enemy tries to come up against you and he tries to defeat you, just understand that God provides a way of escape. So whenever anxiety tries to come up and creep on you, you're just going to say, God, you have not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. When defeat tries to take over your finances, you're going to say, God, the blessings of the Lord make it rich and add no sorrow. I shall be the lender and not the borrower when defeat try to show up through demonic forces you say God you have given me authority to trample over serpents and scorpions whenever the orphan spirit tries to come up against you you say that God you love me and I pull from the love that you have already bestowed on me you understand that you are fully persuaded that neither death or life nor angels or nor principalities nor powers can ever separate you from the love of God. Say, all I do is win. This concludes another life-changing teaching from Hungry for God Church. 
For social media updates and more teachings from our pastors and leaders, please visit our site, h4gchurch.com.